We welcome you back to the tailgate here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Jeff, Pat, and uh, Zach here with you, but we got Brett to uh, to sit alongside because he's got his Reggie White jersey on. He is pumped about the Eagles, and uh, we're going to talk to a guy that uh, played for the Eagles, one of three teams, and uh, does a lot of great TV work now. You see him all the time on the uh, NFL Network. Brian Baldinger joins us here on the tailgate. Brian, welcome. I, I know uh, this is uh, an exciting time, the, the finale of the season, but uh, pretty cool to uh, to see a team that you got to play for uh, trying to win their first Super Bowl, isn't it? It is, and, and the entire fan base that has been unbelievably and undying loyal. And uh, a lot of my teammates that I've played with, you know, from different generations, um, all out there to support them. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's a pretty good – it's a pretty good caravan right now of uh, evil past and present and fans that are in Minneapolis and glued, will be glued to their TVs on Sunday night, you know, seeing if the Eagles can pick up and take apart, uh, you know, the New England Patriots right now. Are you wearing your Baldinger jersey right now? Or? No, I don't have that on right now, but I did have that on for a little pep rally before the uh, Vikings uh, massacre a couple weeks ago. So it's not too far away. I might dust it off and bring it out on Sunday. Well, if you have never seen Brian on TV, he is sharp dressed. He is to the T. So, uh, Baldy, how's the team been reacting this week out there? Are they loose? You know, I tell you what, I, I'm I'm really tight with a lot of guys on the team. A lot of guys that are in the personnel department, and we spent some time, you know, at night a little bit. Went out to dinner on Tuesday, and this is like an un- the key to this whole team. I mean, for a lot of people, and I I was one of his believers was it was all Carson, all Carson all the time. And, and I thought when he went down, I thought all those chances went down. But really the key to this team is the team. It's, it's a great team. There's, it's an ego-less team. It's a team that really works hard. They love practicing. They love being in the locker room around each other. And that's the key. And so right now they're pretty loose, but I think they're confident because of the way that they practice. And when they practice well, they generally play well. Brian, do you buy into what I've been hearing a lot from the national guys this week and that the Eagles have the better players on their team? I, well, yes, I do believe that. But, I mean, they don't have anybody like Tom Brady or Rob Gronkowski at any position that are at that level. I mean, those are two of the top ten players in this league, and they're, they change the game every time they step on the field. So they don't have that type of player, but they got a lot of really good players that play well together, know their roles, and play really hard, and are generally, I can't think of a situation in a game where they weren't ready to play this season. I mean, they have come ready to play from the moment they come out of the tunnel. In all 18 games this year, they have been ready to play and have played well from the beginning, and that's really the key to that team. Brian, what are your thoughts on you know the Patriots this year and, and, and what kind of challenge they can present for Philadelphia? They're unbelievable. I mean, they're un- unbelievable. They, they morph week in, week out. Uh, you don't know they've they've had as many injuries as anybody in this whole league. You don't hear about any of those guys because they they weren't great players. But Dante Hightower, I mean, they've gone through a lot of different players. They brought a lot of players in in December. I mean, you bring James Harrison in and see him play 32 snaps against Jacksonville to see Ricky Dream Francois come in and play an integral role in shutting down Legarrette Blunt or not Legarrette Blunt, but shutting down uh, Leonard Fournette and shutting down uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, it's unbelievable how they do it. Um, to see Rob Gronkowski go out in an AFC championship game before halftime and not skip a beat in the comeback, uh, 
they're they're an amazing, amazing group that really. And what I'm what wait really looking forward to on Sunday is what are they going to do to the Philadelphia Eagles? Because each week it's something different, but it will be revealed pretty quickly. So I can't wait to watch and. I watch all these games every week, and I, I can't wait to watch the Patriots week in, week out. Well, you don't know about their injuries because they never reveal them. That's right. <laughs> they keep them well, secret. Well, I mean, until they get on injury reserve, yeah, you know, and all of a sudden they're, they're not there anymore. But the thing is, they they play close games. They play close games all year. They play close games in the playoffs, and they play close games in the Super Bowl. But there's that winning gene that both Belichick and, um, and Brady have and the ability to adjust, which I thought was huge against Jacksonville. But, you know, if the longer you, they get a chance to look at you, it's like, you know, looking at that starting pitcher that you can't figure out your first at bat or second at bat, but maybe by the third or fourth at bat, you kind of get to them. And that's kind of what they do. They, they never wait till halftime, really, to make those adjustments. I mean, if they're not adjusting in the first half when things aren't working, then they're not working. So, um, they're pretty good at it. And they're well coached. They don't, obviously, they don't beat themselves. They don't make mistakes. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They had one penalty in the AFC championship game. Um, the quarterback obviously is, you know, an unbelievable player and uh, and an unbelievable competitor. So, you know, when they start saying that we need to get laser focused, they generally get laser focused in a lot of these comebacks. Boldy, I'm proud of you. I'm a, I'm a former pitcher in the yellow baseball reference in there. Yeah, so, uh, well, I mean, come on. Didn't I mean, be proud right all these, there. All, all these things are, are – uh, you have to draw on them because they sure. draw on all that stuff too. Yeah, yeah but they didn't wait for the third – Time around to get to start hitting no, they, you. So she crushed me for first time. <laughs> well, you, that was coming, <laughs> you, you mentioned Belichick, but I, I think we got to give some props to Doug Peterson too because I, I remember reading a story and there were six or seven coaches about the same time he came in the league, and mm-hmm. a lot of people voted him to, to be the worst hire out of all of them, and, and the other guys are all like fired now or not with their teams yeah. anymore. So he's just done an incredible job. And you talk about the team being together; it's, it's got to all go back to him, doesn't it? Well, it goes back to him, but it really goes back to the way that he delegates and the way that he brings everybody together. I mean, all of the input from Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas and Andy Weidel and all the guys in the front office, you know, I mean, from uh, some of really good coaching staff and Jeff Stoutland and Frank Reich and, you know, I mean, there's just, you know, the entire staff has got input and he listens to them all, you know, and there's not a whole lot of ego there with Doug. I mean, he's a good play caller and I think he designs offense pretty well, but I mean, I think he takes a lot of input from a lot of people. And, you know, when they decided to make a trade to go get Jay Ajayi, you know, I mean, he was all, all on board. And that meant sitting down with Garrett Blunt, which in most cases would upset your starting running back, but it didn't. And it was all about team. And that's the message that he keeps preaching that, uh, it's the sum of the parts. It's not one guy or two. And obviously that has worked. And that's all goes back to being accredited from Doug. I, you know, I've made a decision. Jalen Watkins is wearing gator cleats. Did you know that? I saw that. Yes. Yeah, very cool. Um, and Howie Roseman's a gator. He went yeah. to school here. I'm rooting for the Eagles. Rooting for him, I'm rooting yeah. for the Eagles. Good job. Yeah. My man. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's just gator roots now, I mean. Trey Burton? To the, yeah. Trey Burton, I mean. Yeah, but he was a terrible interview when he was here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't set him up right. Trey's good, That's man. Good. I like Trey. It, that's a perfect answer. Turn it back on me. Man. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you one bit. So, Brian, you know, Nick Foles. I mean, yeah. you know, he's been on the bench most of the year. Like, what do you? How do you think he's going to do on Sunday? Well, he's the story. He's the whole. I mean, he's the biggest story of this whole game. We we know 
the Patriots are, and we know why they're being led. We know a lot of the great players in the Eagles. But Nick Foles, the story. I mean, when he went in there for Carson Wentz in week 14 in Los Angeles, the L.A. Memorial Coliseum in that fourth quarter, he had to throw a pass to the NFL, preseason or regular season, in over 13 months. So I don't care what you do. When you don't do that for 13 months, you can't expect it to be that sharp. But he has gotten better in a lot of different ways since, you know, December 10th when Carson Wentz got hurt. He's a different player now than he was then. And he's a very confident player. And he knew he wasn't playing well at the end of the season. And they've done a good thing, a lot of good things by play calling, by play design to help him out. But he's also played his best football, even better than when he was 27 and 2 in 2013 in the Pro Bowl MVP. Um, I think he's, I don't think the pressure is going to crack him. Now, do I think he's going to play like he did against the Minnesota Vikings? I don't think he's going to be able to do that. I don't think the, the Patriots are going to give him those kind of throws beyond the X's and O's. But I do think he's going to play well, and I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Well, Brian, good stuff. Um, you know, we're sitting here in, in sunny Gainesville, Florida, and you know everybody else is a negative nine up there. It's just obviously yeah. it's, it's indoors, but is it miserable just to, to walk around up there? And it's sort of sort of a weird place. It seems like you can't get out and party and do much. Well, I got out last night at, a, at Jaws and Dick's cigar party, and the cigar <laughs> part of the party was outside. All right. Well, when the heaters went down, there was nobody outside. So those cigars just kind of went unsmoked. Um, <laughs> my view, my hotel view, is of the Mississippi River. And in time-lapse photography, like minute by minute, there's just a bigger and bigger sheet of ice that now covers <sighs> the Mississippi River. I mean, you can walk across the river right now. And wow. um, you, you, have no, you have no problem about falling in. It is a, a pure sheet of ice. And wow. Two days ago, there were barges going up and down it. So that gives you an idea of just how cold it got and what it's doing to the landscape. Brian, what I, I your, wouldn't advise it, though. No. <laughs> Brian, what are your uh, <laughs> expectations for the game Sunday? How do you think it plays out, and who do you got winning? Well, I said from championship Sunday on that I thought the Eagles would win this game. I thought they were the better team. I thought most teams, the Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys, when they lose their star player, they collapsed. And when the Eagles lost their best player, Carson Wentz, they didn't collapse and so I just think they're a better team. And I think that's the evidence that they're a better team is mm-hmm. what they have done since Carson went down and Nick Foles came in. And um, I'm, not, I'm not getting off it. I'm, I'm taking the Eagles 27-24. I, I hope it's a really good game. Um, my dream scenario for all Eagle, fan, Eagle fans out there is to have that three-point lead with six minutes to go in the game and the Eagles have the ball and Tom Brady just doesn't get back on the field. They just run the clock out. That would be... And you would just see like those NBC shots of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick just melting on the sideline, not getting that opportunity for a comeback. Oh, how I'd love that. Brian, I think a lot of people don't understand what this is going to mean if this happens for Philadelphia. No, Explain, because you live where I used to live, explain to these guys what it's going to be like if this happens. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to put it in scope. I mean, it's going to be a World Cup eruption. I I was, for whatever reason, I was uh, coaching a football clinic in Italy um, in 1993 when Bologna won the World Basketball. (laughs) They won the World Basketball Championships in Bologna, and my buddy was playing on the team, so I went to the game and I saw this party erupt, and it went all night long into the next day. I've been to five World Cups, and I've seen what happens during 
some of these things. It's going to be a World Cup explosion, but it's going to have Philadelphia's um, personality. So things will get broken. I don't think things will get burned, but they'll get broken. But the, the celebration, it's going to be like the Boston Red Sox going 100 years without winning and just seeing, like, just outbursts of joy and tears. That's really what's going to, what you're going to see most. It's just pure tears of joy because Philadelphia and the Eagles and their association is all about family. And this family thing runs generations deep. And we know we don't have, a, we don't have anything to celebrate. And this, is, this could be the first time. And it's just going to be an emotional eruption that's going to go on for a long time. Yeah, couldn't have said it any better. And uh, obviously for a lot of Philly fans, uh, uh, the expectation and hope is, is that happens. And you know, I think uh, it'd be pretty cool to uh, see from afar. But Brian, thanks for the time, man. Thanks, uh, Brian. Get okay. back to uh, the roller coasters inside the Mall of the America. And, uh, <laughs> right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, right. we'll, we'll enjoy it from afar. Tell Gargano right, I said hi. Yep. All right, I'll do that. Thanks. All right, thanks.